so critically acclaimed. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast. I'm Laura, and this is part two for the 90210 episode. So surprise, surprise, but I don't remember anything about 90210. I mentioned in part one that just like Switched at Birth was the last of the ABC family teen dramas to be discussed here, 90210 is the last CW teen drama to be discussed and overall teen drama that I've watched, you know, from the past. With that being said, like Switched at Birth, I thought I remembered very little about 90210. Then I started to write some like things I did remember and thought, okay, I think I have enough stuff to discuss in the podcast, but I figured I would read the season summaries um, just to like fill in some of the blanks. And of course, there ended up being so much more that I didn't remember. So I ended up reading the Wikipedia summaries for every single episode of all five seasons of 90210, and man, was there a lot. I definitely lost track of the stuff that happened, like, even though I just read it, like, I don't remember half the stuff I read, especially when it was stuff to do with, like, outside characters and, like, when characters outside the core group were introduced, because I just don't have any faces to put to those names. Whereas with the main characters, of course, I do, like, remember them, and I can see some of the plot lines in my head as I try to remember the show. Unlike the Switch at Birth episode of the podcast where I kind of gave my opinions as I basically recounted everything that happened in the show, I'm not going to do that for 90210. I will spare my listeners that boredom. And I also feel like with Switched at Birth, as I was recounting all the me- like all of the plot lines, that jogged my memory of opinions I had on it. And I felt like strongly one way or the other. Whereas with 90210, I feel like I kind of felt indifferent and I don't remember too many of my strong opinions about it. So instead, I'm going to just try to discuss my overall impressions about characters and their individual standout plot lines. So let's begin. Starting off with Annie, definitely feel like she was the main character, but I think it's just that way because at the beginning, that's how it was framed. Um, Because, you know, she was the new girl moving to town and everything. But honestly, I feel like by season three or whenever they go to college, I feel like that's no longer the case. I also feel like once they graduated high school and went to college or did whatever, like they all, I know not everyone went to college, but as soon as they were out of high school and they were just doing their own thing, I feel like the show was such a different show um, from when it started. And I feel like I liked it better. I never liked Annie, but I honestly feel like I don't really like any of the characters from the show. Now, don't get me wrong. I like certain ones more than others, but in the grand scheme of shows overall, there are no characters here that really stand out to me. But then again, this show doesn't really stand out to me either, and I'll get into that theory after dissecting all the characters and when we talk about it at large at the end. But back to Annie. She always felt like the, oh, poor little me, I'm the innocent little girl, and bad stuff happens to me. Um, No. She's responsible for so many of her own problems. Like, literally the entirety of season two is repercussions from her hit and run, and I absolutely hated that storyline. Like, Jasper was a creep, and I think season two was just so frustrating to get through, which makes sense because... Like, based on my memory, that's when I took a big break. Like, I either took the break during season two or after season two, and it took me a while to get back into watching the show and, like, finally finish it. 
As for other storylines that Annie was involved in, the escort service was again her problem because of money and I don't understand why she couldn't just get a normal job. Like I get that in these scenarios it's all about getting a lot of money quickly, but a normal job would be obviously more sustainable and she wouldn't constantly be stressed out and having to like look over her shoulder and be worried that she's going to get caught. But then again, it's a teen drama and you need the drama. At the same time, though, that escort service is what got her her big break with like the book deal in the future. Um, As for her relationships and friendships, I obviously wanted her with Liam at the end of the day, and I'm glad they ended up together. You know, bad boy with the presumed good girl. I did like her and Ethan a bit at the beginning, but I also feel like they were bland and wouldn't have lasted that long. Or, I mean, I don't think they ended, like, season one, they were not together by the end. But I feel like maybe they would have tried to bring them back together at times. Um, and I feel like that wouldn't have worked because Ethan and her were just too similar. As for her other relationships, like with family and friends, I feel like it made no sense how she and Dixon just ignored their father entirely and pretended like he didn't exist. I mean, obviously, it was a lot for them to go through finding out that they had a long-lost brother or half-brother from her from like her, their dad's relationship in high school, I guess. And then like when he moved out, he ended up like marrying someone new, I think, or just or dating someone new, I don't know, and she was living with him, and they didn't appreciate that, and they obviously took the side of their mom, but I feel like it's unrealistic. Um, Also hated her relationship with Dixon. They always just seemed like forceful siblings, could never see them. Um, And then her and Naomi, of course, clashed a lot at the beginning in that Blair and Serena type of relationship, but it eventually settled down, and I did like their friendship to an extent. As for Annie and Silver, I feel like they were really close toward the beginning, and then they just seemed to drift as they got more invested in other things, so I didn't love that. Now on to Naomi. So, best character development on the show, and she has, like, that typical characteristic like Brooke Davis, where she is the mean girl at the beginning and is, like, the queen bee, sort of, but as the show progresses, she reigns it in a lot and only acts that way on behalf of her friends and the people she cares about. Now, Naomi doesn't change as much as Brooke did in One Tree Hill, but I'll still count it. So I feel like Naomi was one of my favorite characters on the show and more of an interesting main character because she had depth. Like, she clearly acted in certain ways because of all of her insecurities, her trauma, her issues of neglect from, like, her family. I mean, her family situation was horrible. She found out she had a long-lost half-brother. Her dad was having affair after affair. Her sister was a whack job stealing money left and right. And Naomi could just never get her own peace of mind. So I definitely felt for it her. And what I loved about Naomi was that she kind of made her own family for herself. And that was like most evident when she bought that huge house and all of her friends were like always there. So it was kind of like she was starting over and starting fresh and she was in a way like the quote unquote matriarch. And I just liked that for her. She did though have her moments of being absolutely horrible and sabotaging other people's happiness. But she is also like, I feel like she had way too many, um, of these low moments where she's finally doing something good or things are working out for her and then something happens. But, you know, that's a teen drama. As for her relationships, I feel like most people probably liked her with Max because that's who the show had her with most of the time and it was the classic trope of the popular girl with the nerdy guy, which you guys know I love. But this one was just kind of different. I don't know. 
maybe it's because like Naomi was like all these other girls are popular like Summer from the OC and Lydia from Team Wolf but Naomi was like the mean popular girl you know and she was like treating him poorly whereas in the other ones I don't know I feel like the socially awkward nerdy guy is treated a little bit better and it's like more cute but long story short they don't end up together and she ends up with Jordan I think who again I don't even know who that is but fun fact Annalyn McCord who plays Naomi hated how her character story ended so she actually filmed her own alternate ending and so in this version Max also comes to the airport runway and before Naomi takes off on the plane she sees him and gets off the plane and they reunite and get back together Um, and it's really funny because you can find the clip on YouTube but it's really not like the actor who played Max it's just some guy who could like passes him from the back and you just see her getting off a plane and like running into his arms um but unpopular opinion i remember really liking naomi and austin because it was like enemies to lovers but it didn't last long okay on to silver so she's probably my favorite character from the show because i always felt like she was the most different from the rest of the group and like the realist person especially since they were out in beverly hills and you know they all had this lifestyle of being rich and like obsessed with themselves and obnoxious and all of that. And so I liked how Silver had her quirks. She went by the name Silver, even though her name was Erin. Um, I think she had colored hair at one point, maybe. I don't know. She wanted to be a filmmaker. She just seemed like she had depth. Um, I never liked her and Dixon and really glad that they didn't end up together, especially because I feel like with a couple like them who were together at the very beginning of the show and then there was some on and off again times, like most fans assumed by the end that they would find their way back to each other, but they didn't. And I was I was really glad about that. I guess I just didn't like them together because of Dixon. And I feel like he's so jealous and manipulative all the time. And was honestly fine that he was with Adriana for most of the show because they were my least favorite characters. Um, otherwise, for Silver, I really liked seeing mental health representation and like seeing that on this show, especially because of the classic teen dramas, most didn't do that. Like only now is mental illness and mental health really becoming a thing on popular shows. So that was really good for its time. Especially something like showing something as severe as bipolar disorder, and it just makes me think of spinning out. Um, as for Silver's other relationships, I remember really liking her and Ethan at the end of season one, and how that could have been a thing had Ethan, you know, not left the show. Um, her and Naveed, I don't remember them at all, but when I was reading it back, it just seemed so random, and like, I'm not here for it. Um... And then unpopular opinion, I loved Silver and Teddy together, but they decided to make him gay, which like good for representation, but their relationship I felt like then got tarnished, especially like throwing in that whole baby situation and, you know, all that, which like retrospectively, I don't understand because the whole idea is that her mom died of cancer. So she thought she would have this, um, Jean, which I think she ends up having, and she ends up having cancer like by the very end of the show, which kind of sucks that that's how her like story ended. Um, but I, I mean, maybe I wonder, maybe they didn't know this season, like the show was gonna get canceled by the time they filmed the last episode. I don't know. But with that being said, I don't understand why this was like her only moment to have kids because 
I mean, I understand, like, as she gets older, cancer could be a complication. She worries she might not live. I don't know. But I didn't understand why she has to have a kid at, like, 20 years old or whatever. Um, But anyway, that kind of, like, ruined her and Teddy's relationship. Okay, Adriana, least favorite character on the show, definitely. She was manipulative. She was a liar. She was two-faced. All that bad stuff. Hated how she literally got into problem after problem and hurt every single person on this show more than once and sometimes all of them at the same time. I mean, her drug and alcohol problem, her pregnancy, what she did to Silver, like swapping out her medication, the whole Javier scandal. I mean, just a million and one things. All that stuff, I feel like she didn't deserve the somewhat happy ending she got being with Naveed, who was so sweet and just like getting dragged into other people's problems. But then it did kind of rub off on him and he got himself into complicated things too. But I really just hated Adriana and hated all of her storylines. As for the guys, I don't have much to say. I already kind of just summed up everything about Naveed. Liam, classic bad boy on the surface, but has his vulnerabilities and changes for the better. Dixon just sucked and that's all I have to say about him. I, I don't even know what to say. And I feel like the like only other things to mention were um, like Ivy. And I feel bad because I didn't mention the actress in part one who played her because I low-key thought she came in the show toward the very end. But apparently it was season two. Anyway, I really liked her vibe, especially since like Silver, it was very different from the rest of the group. Totally remembered the whole like marrying Raj because he had cancer thing, but forgot that he lied about being better and then like he died and everything. Don't remember anything else. Um, And then like the parent stuff and like or adult stuff on the show I didn't really talk about. I didn't care for any of the drama with Harry and Debbie or Kelly and Ryan. And like Ryan, I felt like got way too mixed up in everything with Kelly and then Jen and Debbie. And the way, like, him and Debbie just kind of end up together and move to Paris at the end of season three is like, hold on, what? So random and so weird. But yeah, those are, like, my overall thoughts of the show and some, like, the plot that happened. Again, I barely remembered anything. Um, And, I mean, as I was rereading stuff, I was like, okay, retaining it, but I really didn't retain it all. And I feel like low-key, maybe I would actually still consider rewatching watching Auto 2 and because it is available on Pluto TV. But again, it was not my favorite show, like, at all. So I probably won't rewatch it, but yeah. So let's talk about some fun facts. So these, I feel like none of these were super interesting, but I'll just give them to you anyway. So the first one is that Hilary Duff was actually first offered the part of Annie, but she turned it down, which is very interesting because um, 90210 was around the same time as Gossip Girl, and Hilary Duff, we know, like, had a recurring role on Gossip Girl, like, season three or four, I think. Um, So that was interesting. But also, it's really surprising that, like, 90210 and Gossip Girl were on at the same time because they're literally so similar. Um, but I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Then Jessica Landes, who plays Adriana, was actually only contracted for four episodes. And then she ended up being a series regular and was in every single episode except one. So the school featured um, in the show as Beverly, like West Beverly High School, which now that I'm saying the like the name, I feel like that's the same high school they show and are like saying in All American because I feel like I've heard them say like West Beverly or something, right? Like that sounds familiar. 
But anyway, so that school that they that you see on 90210 is the same school for Beverly Hills 90210, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, She's All That, and Not Another Teen Movie. So I'm sure it's just like a classic school in um, in Beverly Hills that they film a lot of things at. So then another fun fact, as I explained in part one, so this 90210 is obviously an extension of the Beverly Hills 90210 universe from the 90s. And there were a lot of characters from the original show in this show and everything. And so this 90210 was supposed to pay tribute to the original, but after the show barely got picked up for a second season, they actually got new producers, they changed the direction of the show and got rid of a lot of those elements that were supposed to be like similar to the first move, to to the original series. And I feel like that is very relevant in the fact that like, the characters who um, were in the original Beverly Hills 90210, like they made guest appearances, but I think it was primarily in season one. And like the Peach Pit is like an iconic thing in Beverly Hills 90210. And it's, I think somebody gets a job there in season one and it's like a hangout spot for a little bit, but I'm pretty sure you don't see it again at all for the rest of the series. So I just thought that was very interesting. Um, and then the last fun fact kind of relates to that. So speaking of the original Beverly Hills 90210, Jenny Garth, who played Silver's older sister, Kelly, was originally offered a series regular role in 90210, but she decided to just be a recurring role. And with the previous fun fact in mind and now being known, I wonder what that would have meant for her character and like the direction that it would have gone, considering that Jenny Garth's character, Kelly, was from the original Beverly Hills 90210, so she was a branch from the original series, and if we now know that, like, after the season, like, barely got picked up for season two, who knows what would have happened to her character anyway if she was a series regular. They might have, like, changed her contract or something. I don't know, but it's just something to think about. So then, um, for any of you diehard 90210 fans, if there are any of you out there, um, like many shows in 2020, the cast of 90210 did a virtual reunion on Sinead Grimes Beach's YouTube channel, um, where the entire cast reunited and talked about memories on set and the show and where they are now and all that kind of stuff. I did watch the reunion, and it was really sweet, so you should check it out if you're interested. Also on her channel, I don't know if it's an additional video or if it's just a separate video that she tagged on to the end of the virtual reunion, um, but Ethan, who, like the person who played Ethan, Dustin Milligan, um, was not in the like Zoom that they recorded with the rest of the cast, and I think that might have been the case, that she posted the first video like as the Zoom with all the other cast members. And maybe a lot of people in the comments were like, where's Ethan? Where's Dustin Milligan? Like, what happened to Ethan? All that kind of stuff. So then she probably reached out and filmed the additional video. And so that's just like a one-on-one Zoom call with him. And that was like, fans really wanted to know what happened. And it was cute, especially because Dustin Milligan went on to star in Schitt's Creek. And um, like that show wrapped in 2020. So I'm sure a lot of more people like were excited to hear and see him. And honestly, that's part of the reason that I'm intrigued with watching Schitt's Creek, because you guys know, I mentioned in part one, I tried watching the first episode with my parents and we thought it was really stupid, um, but I kind of want to give it another chance. And so then also on her YouTube channel, on Shanae's um, YouTube channel, she has other videos with Annalyn McCord and Matt Lanter because she's still really good friends with them. And so they make appearances in some of her other videos where they do reaction videos to like their scenes from the show. So that's really fun too. 
And then the last thing I wanted to discuss was 90210's status as an iconic teen drama. So as I mentioned earlier, this is the last teen drama from the early 2000s that I've watched and have discussed now on my podcast. Now, there are still other teen dramas from that same era of television that I haven't watched, like Glee and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Veronica Mars. So we might reprise this conversation, you know, as I watch those and eventually want to discuss them on here. But I just wanted to discuss 90210's status in this era of television because I feel like it's very different from others. So for me, this is nowhere near a favorite teen drama of mine, and I feel like it's nobody else's either. Like, even though there are other teen dramas that came out much earlier than 90210, like, for example, Gilmore Girls, Dawson's Creek, One Tree Hill, etc., those shows are still talked about way more and considered more iconic and more of people's favorites than 90210. And I really don't understand why. Like 90210 is a mixture of The O.C. and Gossip Girl, which are like two of the very popular teen dramas. Like in theory, it's more like The O.C. because it's in California and there are rich people. But I feel like the wealth and that level of lifestyle um, in 90210 isn't as apparent in The O.C. Um, And like in 90210, it's very similar to Gossip Girl's way of... um, like living and being like more luxurious and it's Beverly Hills and there are rich people like ritzy people and there's a lot more scandal and stuff happening with these rich people's lives and again it's so surprising that 90210 and um uh what's it called that 90210 and Gossip Girl were on at the same time Gossip Girl was 2007 2012 and 90210 was 2008 to 2013 so only like a year apart on both ends And it's just really surprising because most of the time they wouldn't put like the same show on at the same time. But then again, maybe they're like figuring that Gossip Girl did really well. So it's like, oh, let's do 90210. The same people who watch Gossip Girl will definitely watch 90210. Um, So that could be part of it. And I feel like Melrose Place, the reboot was in 2009. And Melrose Place is exactly like very similar to 90210. The only difference is that they're not in high school. They're like adults but they're like just in their young 20s like living in an apartment complex and it's again still like interesting scandalous things that happen with these rich people's lives and like the different areas of Hollywood that they work and live in and stuff but anyway my point is that 90210 has the same level of drama and twists and turns and I'm just intrigued with why not as many people care about it and I don't mean like They didn't care about it at the time because I'm sure when it came out, it was talked about a lot and people were watching it. I mean, I didn't watch it live, but I'm sure like on all of the teen drama stuff, I don't know if TRL was still around, like it was still popular, but I mean in the era of binging and the fact that just because there are shows that are older, they have still continued their legacies on streaming platforms. Like Gilmore Girls is literally 20 years old and people still love it and in an actually in an interview recently with Lauren Graham, Lauren Graham explained that Gilmore Girls was not popular when it first aired. It was actually competing with friends. Like it was on the WB slash CW. Well, I guess just the WB because I think by the time it became the CW, Friends was off air. But it was on the WB at the exact same time that Friends was on NBC, and Friends everyone knew was widely popular. And remember, Friends came out in 1994, so um while Gilmore Girls didn't air till 2000. So Friends already had the massive following because it was on for six years. 
And so Lauren Graham said that Gilmore Girls didn't really do that well because it was competing with such great programming. And she said it was kind of surprised that they got picked up every season. And now it's a huge thing, especially like with A Year in the Life and everything. And it's one of the most talked about teen dramas. So my point is that why is 90210 not held to the same caliber as One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl, even the OC, like these other teen dramas. And I have like some theories. So maybe it has to do with the fact that it's just not on any mainstream platforms. Like I feel like that's probably it. You know, it's not on Netflix, which is the most mainstream, but it's not even on like Hulu or HBO Max or I don't even know anywhere else like Prime. It's on like Pluto TV, which no one would have heard about unless they like Googled where to watch 90210 or something. Maybe it has to do with the fact that it was related to Beverly Hills 90210 and people like maybe think that if they didn't watch the original, they can't watch this. Um, maybe like maybe that's it. I didn't watch the original, but, you know, was able to watch it. You don't have to know anything about the original, really. It could also be that like none of the actors from 90210 really like made it big and are super well known compared to the actors in other shows. Like obviously for all the shows when they first aired, no one knew what was going to happen to these actors' careers. But now years later, you know, people want to watch Gossip Girl like yes, it's iconic and the idea of it, but like they want to see Blake Lively, they want to see Penn Badgley like all the actors, One Tree Hill, they want to see Sophia Bush, Chad Michael Murray. Um, you know, all those people. But like with 90210, you don't really look back and be like, oh my God, I want to see these actors and stuff. Like, I feel like Matt Lanter is definitely in the most things of the cast, but people aren't like overly obsessed with him or anything, at least to my knowledge. So I don't know if anyone cares about this theory, but I'm just intrigued. So if you guys have any opinions for why you think 90210 isn't as iconic as the other teen dramas from the same era, you can DM me on Instagram. Let me know. Maybe it is your favorite. Let me know. I don't, I don't know. So that's everything I have to say about 90210. And that kind of wraps up the teen dramas, I guess. Don't get me wrong. There will still be more teen dramas to be discussed because, you know, new ones are coming out every day. Well, not every day, but they're coming out, you know, more and more. And I will definitely continue to watch them, even though I'm 23 years old, because I still love teen dramas and they're my favorite genre of TV. And, you know, I still need to binge watch some older ones as well. But otherwise, be sure to follow me on TikTok and Instagram. Both are at Not So Critically Acclaimed. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, especially leave a review because I would absolutely love that. Um, then some other news. I actually created a YouTube channel earlier last week, um, and I posted my very first YouTube video all about... Um, one of my favorite love triangles and analyzing that. So you should check it out, subscribe and watch the video, give it a thumbs up, all that good stuff. And again, if like no one watches it, no one subscribes, I'm probably just not going to continue because it does take a lot of effort to come up with ideas, film it and edit it and put it all together for you guys. So I definitely won't be doing that if people don't care. And also let me know ideas, like comment on the video, DM me on Instagram, whatever, if you guys have ideas for what you want to see on a YouTube channel. Um, but otherwise, that's all for Not So Critically Acclaimed, and I'll be back next week with another TV show. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye.